0: Hey, what's up, guys? Today's episode is with Joseph Hogue, who is the Let's Talk Money YouTube channel. He also runs several blogs. He's a self-published author, and he was a Marine. So this is his journey from Marine Corps to absolute entrepreneur, completely financial free through all of these different entrepreneurial endeavors. And he also utilized location arbitrage, which is awesome. Thanks for joining us. If this is your first time, if not, welcome back. Hey, don't forget to click subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform and show notes are found at from military to slash podcast. Now relax and enjoy the show. You're listening to the military millionaire podcast, a show about real estate investing for the working class. Stay tuned as we explore ways to help you improve your finances, build wealth through real estate, and become a person that is worth knowing. Hey guys, on this podcast we talk a lot about the roadblock to success for military members in getting started in real estate investing. For many of us, the barriers of time, location, and not having the right knowledge keep us from building wealth while serving our country. Well, Let me tell you about Storehouse 310 Ventures. They get it. Storehouse 310 Ventures is owned by two active duty naval officers that love to make investing fun, lucrative, and have a passion for education, theirs and yours alike. They offer full turnkey rental properties in a market where the numbers make sense, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yes, Milwaukee, home to the almost 2018 division titled Milwaukee Brewers, the well-known Miller Brewing Company, and a lot of delicious cheese. Storehouse 310's properties are fully renovated, leased, and have property management in place. Through their rigorous analysis and selection process, they do everything possible to ensure each rental property meets their high standards and offers fantastic returns. Storehouse 310's allows you to invest with confidence while you are living out of state. They have a network of lenders, insurance companies, contractors, a title company, and much more to serve you all along the way. There is absolutely no reason not to get started when you have the right teams and system in place. David and Stu, the owners of Storehouse 310, have been investing themselves for over 15 years. They are on a mission to help as many active duty reserves and military veterans create financial freedom through the power of real estate investing. They are honest, transparent, and they prioritize service and giving. They have even committed to give the first 10% of their profits to partner nonprofit organizations that support veteran causes. For more information about their program, send an email to podcast at storehouse310turnkey.com. Again, that is podcast at storehouse310turnkey.com. Tell David and Stu you heard about them through the Military Millionaire Podcast, and they will get you going down the right path. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Dave from Military to Millionaire, and I'm here tonight with Joseph Hogue, who is a former Marine and runs the Let's Talk Money YouTube channel, as well as a whole bunch of other stuff that we're going to dig into. It has been very successful with multiple, multiple side hustles and all kinds of just really cool strategies that we're going
1: to talk about tonight. So Joseph, thanks for joining us tonight. Welcome to the show. David, thanks for having me. It is great to be here. Uh... Always wondered if I should call you Staff Sergeant or or just David. You know, a little little bit of the old uh, the old life coming through. But, uh, but hey, good to be here.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your your journey so far, that will unpack some of this.
1: Sure. Well, I, I got out of the Marine Corps in 2001. Uh, I was an armor, so playing with guns uh, there. Uh, got out, finished my uh, you know went to college because that's just what you do. Got a uh, got my first job in a kind of financial accounting, financial reporting kind of capacity because that's just what you do. You you get a job and maybe you don't like it, but you do it anyway because you need a job to make money and you need money to to buy things like jet skis and stuff. <laughs> uh, and, and that was my life for the next you know four or five years. I hated what I did. wasn't wasn't having any fun at all. Uh, but you know, there's always early retirement, right? This was before the fire movement, but but I was all on board with uh just getting out of there and, and retiring early. Uh and, and finally figured out that you know what, I don't want to be I don't want to be miserable for a third of my life, right? Eight hours out of a 24 hour day. Uh, so I started looking into some of these, you know, online business ideas. Uh, first it was blogging, freelancing, things like that. And then uh, so I started my own blogs in 2013, right around that personal finance space because I had a lot of experience in uh you know in real estate uh as a as a commercial real estate analyst. I ran my own uh, portfolio of of residential properties, res- residential rentals. Uh, I had some equity analyst background uh, as well. So a lot of personal finance stuff, uh, blogging, uh, and then just in this last year, then I've started the uh, the Let's Talk Money channel on YouTube, uh, and absolutely love it. You know, uh, the, the blogs did really well those first few years. Uh, made made good money. Loved having that sense of sense of control and uh, really being able to grow the business and have have my money, have what I made. Uh, on a monthly or annual basis be a direct uh direct result of what i was doing you know the work that i put in uh, it wasn't it was no longer a slave to that three or four percent annual raise each year uh and really loved that that interaction you know moving on to uh to youtube uh over the past year and a half two years almost uh built that up to 108,000 subscribers on the channel and i love the interaction love the face-to-face feel of youtube and that engagement you get with videos. Uh, and it's just been, it's just been a great experience. Uh, besides the fact that I'm making well last month, I, I hit my, uh, hit a record of 14,800, uh, through the month. Uh, so, uh, you know, growing, growing, loving, uh, loving the experience and uh, love to share it with, with other people. Yeah,
0: that's huge. And for those of you listening, I just want to point out that if you've been watching my YouTube channel, Joseph started about six months to a year before I did and grew like 20 to 40 times faster. So uh, he's doing something right. And his channel is awesome. It's one of the few that I actually watch uh, later in the evening and actually care when a new episode shows up on my My wife has kind of dictated what I'm allowed to watch and who drives her nuts. And, and you're not one of the ones that I'm banned from watching. So that's that's a good thing. She just likes the bow tie. That's Everyone it. She, bow tie. I, I do wear bow ties. So maybe that's what there it we is. go. So although not nearly as frequently or as well. So you get out of the military, when you, you got started with, you had some rentals, and then you got into the blogging world. And I'm kind of curious, when did you first realize like, oh man, uh, there might be something to this blogging thing where I could theoretically just quit my job?
1: Sure. Well, I guess it was probably uh, around 2000 and maybe 2010 uh, that I did start to see, uh, and you, you hear about some of these uh, these examples, these, these uh, legends in, in the space, right? You hear about J.D. Roth that just sold his website for millions or or Jim Wang. Uh, you hear a lot about, about a lot of these people that are actually becoming legitimate uh, success stories uh, through blogging. And right around that time was when a lot of those were popping up. You know, people were selling their sites to, to larger corporations and getting millions out of it. So, of course, that kind of pricked my ears up as, as an investor and as a... Uh, you know as somebody that likes to to grow a little uh, side businesses and stuff uh, so I started looking into it and immediately found out that you make no money in blogging right here's this here's this great opportunity that there's no barriers to entry anyone can start a blog and it's extremely cheap to start uh and uh, and yet nobody makes money so uh, so I looked a little bit closer and kind of the blogging income sources and stuff and uh and found out that yeah okay you can make money like like some of these Uh, These examples that I had heard of, but it does take time and you have to learn how to treat it like a business. You have to learn the income sources that that do make money uh, and that takes time. Um, So what the the traditional uh, path is to kind of a full-time work from home, full-time blogger kind of a career path is you start freelancing, right? And this is what I did. I would start, I started with uh, freelancing as an equity analyst. Okay. So I would reach out to companies or, or even analysts that had too much on their plate and I would say, hey, you know, I've got, uh, I've got experience doing this. I'm a charter financial analyst uh, and, and I can write up your reports for you, right? So I started doing that uh, freelancing, you know, 20, 30, 40 hours a week while I was building these blogs out, right? So, so I was actually started the blogs in 2013, uh, started posting to them, learning how to blog. And, uh, and it was probably a, a good six months before I was making any money. On the blogs uh i i still remember that first uh that that first uh monthly check right it was actually from amazon for uh, for a book that i had self that i had self-published right 60 bucks uh, i was ecstatic i was i was hitting the big time already uh in six months and uh and it was probably about a year year and a half before i was even making you know a thousand two thousand dollars consistently each month uh so it was just kind of that natural evolution From uh, depending on that freelancing, that freelancing income, into where I could basically just, uh, you know, tell tell all my my freelance clients that, that I had something better to do with my days and just focusing on the blogs.
0: Man, that's just super cool, and you are spot on about the amount of money you make blogging from the get go. Uh, for those of you who've been following my journey, I think my biggest month has been fifty bucks, and that is not including my expenses, which would make that negative. So, uh, I have been funneling rental property income into equipment and marketing and platforms and whatever. But I've learned a ton, and it's just been fun. Like it's it's funny because I started this really just super on a whim. And then I realized, wow, I could grow this into a community. I could grow this into a business. I watched some of you guys, and then I realized, wow, I'm not doing that. But it's become a total hobby, and it's fun. Uh, and, and I'm now, as we were talking before we recorded, now I'm starting to monetize uh, to where I'm actually earning some income through this, which is really cool. But you're spot on; it takes time. Yeah,
1: but and you're doing well. I mean, I think I think one of the big things about this this whole online uh, online age or new age of online businesses is is that uh, you can start. A lot of different, uh, you know, different. I, I don't want to call them side businesses because they're they're all part of a whole, a whole idea. But uh, but they are kind of uh, different pieces. Uh, where I see you just hugely excelling at is that Facebook group you've got. What is that? Just over thousand, thousand people in a, in the Facebook group so far. Yeah, uh, hit a cut.
0: I Think we're in the yeah, it's like eleven hundred ish, and yeah. it's got some great engagement.
1: Yeah. Which is huge. And I mean, so, so one of the things is, is you, you do these uh, different pieces of the business and uh, you, just some of them are going to be a grind. Some of them you're going to grind through, you're going to slowly build them up. They're going to be successful, but it's going to take a while. Uh, and then others will just uh, amaze you at how fast they'll grow. They'll become a huge asset. Like I said, I, I I had been blogging for uh, about uh, four and a half, five years. Uh, and had considered myself pretty successful. I mean, I was by no means a success story, uh, but I was doing well—five, six thousand a month. Uh, and then I started the YouTube. I started getting serious about the YouTube channel and, and developing that. And just boom, uh, something just happened, and it has taken off uh, and beyond, way beyond, well beyond what I what I could have possibly imagined. Uh, so it's it's kind of that that idea and. And you hear some of the older stories of, of entrepreneurs where you know they'll fail, fail five or six times at a business before they really hit that uh, hit that success story. Uh, what I think is different here, and so great about online businesses and really the online world, is that you don't have to necessarily fail in all of these. Uh, they can be moderately successful. You can do well at them. They're a grind, but but they they do okay. Uh, but then you know you just kind of put these pieces together. And eventually one of those pieces is going to boom. One of those pieces is going to take off and, uh, and you will be amazed every day of your life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so I would like to ask you, uh, because I know, like you said, YouTube has been huge for you and you're one of the FinCon, I guess, I'm a thought leaders is the right way. Video gurus. We'll use the official term. You're a video guru for FinCon, uh, which by the way, thanks for that free t-shirt. So, what would, if you, if you had to say, what would be like the key thing that made you successful in YouTube, you think? If there was like one thing you had to say, hmm, this might be what I did right. Although I know that's not easy to target, but.
1: Sure, sure. And, and YouTube is so frustrating because, yeah, you can, <laughs> you can know all the best practices. You can have a checklist of all the best practices and do them. And, and you know, sometimes it hits, sometimes it doesn't. What I will say is, and if, you, if I had to pick just one, it would be uh, finding those popular topics. Okay, and this is something that that I talked about at at, at FanCon uh, in the presentation was uh, basically just you know not making it hard on yourself. Just going to other channels that are similar to yours, uh, going to their videos tab and sorting by their most popular, and and looking at what's what's most popular on their their channel. Okay, you do enough of those, you do five or ten of those, and and you're going to see commonalities. You're going to see topics and keywords. That just happen to be popular on every channel within that niche. Okay, these are these are the keywords and the themes and the ideas that uh, everybody in that niche that just loves. They're always popular. Uh, so you know, just just doing those. Just start out by doing those, uh, seeing which one hits and which one you can really dominate uh, when it does hit. Okay, so so once once a video does do really well for you, then uh, you know, do a lot of other videos that are very closely related to that. Maybe changing one word or two words in the keyword and really dominate that specific uh, group of, of videos.
0: Yeah, that was really powerful advice. I went and did that, and uh, some of my videos are slowly starting to trickle out from the result of that. But you know what I realized when I did that, was, which was also really cool, was for thumbnails. It gives you, a, it can give you a really cool, I don't remember which channel it was. Uh, I don't think it was, I don't know. So I looked up one of the channels, I locked, locked it up by popular, and the videos weren't all similar, right? They were different, different targets through his channel. But his top like seven videos all had one thing in common. They all had in huge font, font a dollar symbol and a number. And it was like, I okay. just, it was just very cool because I was like, man, every video this guy has posted that has like 1 million, 2 million, 1,700, whatever the number was in just bold font as one of the few words on the page, that thumbnail, that video was like what all seven of his top posts had that. And I was like, <laughs> oh, sure, sure. Okay. You know, and one, I, I was able to find different thumbnails and different
1: people that it's like, man, I need to start doing some of these things. Yeah. Yeah. Thumbnails, thumbnails and titles are, are two of the most important things on YouTube. And, and so, so yeah, you know, if you could, if you pressed me to, to, to get a, another, you know, another success hack or, or whatever is, is yeah. Uh, study those thumbnails, those, those, titles of of successful channels and and one thing you can do is is go to uh, blogs very successful blogs like buzzfeed or some of these that just have those kind of clickbaity viral uh uh, titles and just kind of look at what they do and a lot of times you're right it's that number or it's that dollar sign people are just naturally attracted to uh to numbers and dollar signs uh so so yeah what i like to do is if if my title doesn't have a number in it then the thumbnail does if the thumbnail uh doesn't have a a a number or a dollar sign or something like that on it then the title will uh one of the two i want to have that uh that 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 persuasive uh number idea yeah yeah joseph's youtube channel let's
0: talk money is definitely worth checking out if you guys haven't done it yet absolutely check his channel out i love it so another thing that you've done that i love that we talked about uh somewhat extensively oh by the way i want to thank you again for your editor. Uh, I'm not going to give his info out, but uh, he's helped me a lot. So he's awesome. (laughs) Anyway, uh, side, side bar there. Don't listen to that. Uh, Books, self-publishing. So I know you wrote a book on YouTube, which is great. And I'm currently reading your book on self-publishing, which is also great. And like, I think I'm like halfway through it. I don't know. I'm reading it at work. And whenever someone comes around and realizes that I'm reading a book at work, I like minimize it, forget about it. (laughs) But, uh, Um, I know you've written several books, and they've all done quite well. And they, I believe, are your favorite uh, income source or one of your favorite income sources. I'd love to hear a little bit about that because I don't know that I've had anyone on the show who does self-publishing.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and actually it was... Uh, self-publishing was, was probably my first income source, uh, and it, is, it you're right, it is my favorite uh, just because it is such a natural fit for, for bloggers, for YouTubers, anyone creating content on the, on, the, on the internet. It's a natural fit. You're already creating that content. It takes very little extra effort to reformat it, repurpose it into a book and, and publish, uh, but it's also one of the most passive income sources you'll ever find. Uh, if you can, uh, you, you create your book and put it up there on Amazon. And if you can drive just a few organic sales through ads, so I do probably about twenty dollars worth of uh, Amazon marketing credit, uh, Amazon marketing services uh, to 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 sponsor the the books. So so advertise the books on Amazon each month, and then you know I get a few uh, a few organic sales from the blogs that go over there, and that's all it takes to keep those books ranked in Amazon and uh, and make money every month. Uh, basically, it's no, it's no extra work. So I've got uh, that that self-publishing book is actually uh, coming out uh, in November. So pretty soon, you're you're one of the early readers there. Uh, so with that one, I'll have twelve books self-published on on uh, on Amazon and average right around twenty five hundred to three thousand uh, dollars a month. Uh, and again, so that's uh, maybe maybe minus about two three hundred dollars in in advertising. Uh, but other than that, it is almost no work and uh, and very passive income. Uh, and sure. I, I mean, I can, I can share a, uh, kind of an, an easy self-publishing hack, uh, if you'd like, uh, go into that. Uh, basically, you know, like I said, if you're, if you're creating any kind of content on the internet, a website, a blog, YouTube, anything like that, uh, it is so easy to self-publish. Basically what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to pick a, a theme or, uh, an idea, a transformation that you want to bring in, in your readers. Uh, and, and basically just kind of work backwards from that. Okay. So what are the, what are the 10 or 12 things that somebody needs to, to do to get to that point? Those are going to be your chapter ideas, right? And what you can do is just, uh, plan on once a week, writing one chapter a week. Don't try to sit down and write an entire book. Just sit down, write one chapter a week. Those are your blog posts. So those are your videos on YouTube. So you stay on schedule with your blog. You stay on schedule creating videos or, or whatever you're doing, uh, but you're still moving forward with that book idea. Uh, over 10 12 weeks you've got your book done you can put it together reformat it and and push it out there as a uh, as a self-published book uh, and, and again it's it's you know after the launch it's one of the most passive income sources you'll you'll ever find yep and the other
0: cool side uh, thing to that is that books have always been jo- joked about just being a big business card but the reality is that your books obviously in your in your ebooks you have hyperlinks I'm sure in your print you know and then people can find your website or your YouTube channel from that. And so it's another source of traffic and helping to build fans of your community because people will find sure. a book without being a part of your
1: community at all. Sure. There's, there's so many different ways you can use these, you, you know, just to, as that income stream, uh, you can have affiliate links in them. So people are clicking through those and, and, uh, going to, 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 make affiliate purchases and you get the commission on that. Uh, you can do get people into your mailing list. Uh, something I've started experimenting with is, uh, creating kind of a companion video course with each book. And then so within the book, you can kind of uh, pre-sale or, or, or promote that video course for a little bit extra extra profit on on there. Uh, so yeah, there's just so much you can do with these. And, and like I said, you're already creating that content. Why not, uh, why not repurpose it and use it in the book?
0: Yeah, that's really cool with the companion course because for one, uh, I would imagine that's an email capture, which is brilliant. But for two... I mean, I would just say as a, as a listener, I, I agree completely. Some of my favorite audible books have, you know, even when they're reading the audible book, it's Hey, and just a reminder, if you go to www.whateverbook.com slash blah, you know, there's a course or a, a form or a, uh, the book I'm reading right now, uh, high performance habits. He has a uh, like a high performance habits, uh, like, personality test or whatever to see where you're struggling and I haven't done it yet, but it's not, I've set a calendar reminder to do it. So I love when people put enough effort into their book that they think like oh hey here's something you can do on your computer so here's something tangible you can take away from this book.
1: Sure, sure it's all about it's all about bringing people into your community you know right so, so I, I, I sell you know, anywhere from 50, 70, 100, uh, 100 copies of, of each book a month uh, and, and unless I can capture those people into uh, yeah into an email list, into a course, uh, really anything, uh, then, then they're lost because Amazon doesn't share those emails or that purchase uh, information. So uh, so yeah, definitely a great way to, to kind of multitask those books into not only an income stream, but uh, income stream in the future as well.
0: Yeah. And you've done a great job building a community. It's really cool to watch. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash militarymillionaire and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audible.com slash militarymillionaire to get started today. Now, why Audible. Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. I listen to Audible every single day on my commute to and from work. Now, to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com militarymillionaire. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash militarymillionaire for your free audiobook today. I would like to ask, or not ask, but something else that I mentioned we should talk about while we're here. Is something that you do that I would love to do someday in my life once I'm free of the military and can afford to do this is the location arbitrage, as they call it. Oh, sure. And I would love to have you just expound a little bit about that from uh, you know where you're living and what that's done for you.
1: Sure. Well, uh, right around 2013, when I was, uh, you know, when, when I was tra- trying to develop these blogs, trying to develop this kind of work from home uh, idea, and, and uh, so, as a freelance equity analyst, I, I was doing okay, but it wasn't something that, that we were going to live very well off of in the United States. So, uh, actually, I had, uh, I had come down to Medellin, Colombia, uh, and that's Colombia with an O, so way south. Uh, think Pablo Escobar and all that. Uh, I had come down in 2006 to do some uh, free trade consulting around the free trade agreement between the US and, and Colombia. Loved it. the The city is uh, about eighty degrees all year round. Uh, but cost of living is maybe about a fifth of what uh, a comparable size city. So about three million people uh, in the city. What that would be in the U.S. Uh, so my wife and I we ended up uh, moving back down here with our with our son, and uh, we've been here ever since. Been here since two thousand thirteen. So about six years now. Uh, and and yeah, yeah. You know, we uh, my my wife just got an, out of nursing school and, and is working now. But even even when she was going to school, we were still saving maybe 90% of our income. So what I, what I tell people a lot of times is is, uh, you know, go, you know, find, find that location arbitrage kind of idea that you can use. uh, Maybe look around a little bit. Uh, A lot of, a lot of places in in Latin America are real, real easy, real inexpensive to live, Uh, you know, and, and do it for a few years. You know, if you're not, if you're not somebody that's going to be a lifetimer and stay there for, for decades, uh, it's still going to give you that opportunity really to save up money, to, to create your work from home business, uh, and, and really devote time to it. Like you wouldn't be able to to do while you're still working full-time in the U S uh, and just see where it takes you, you know, because, uh, even, even if you leave after a few years, you're still going to be able to basically write your own ticket for wherever you're going you're to want to move back into the U S uh, just because you've been able to save up that money and you've been able to grow your, your business, uh, to a point where it can sustain you in, uh, in any city in the U.S.,
0: I think that's really cool. Uh, for one thing, I'm always telling people who, you know, complain about how expensive their place to live is. Right. So I I live in San Diego right now and people talk about, Oh, it's too expensive to do this here, blah, blah, blah. Like, so move to the Midwest. Oh, I can't do that. You know, it's, it's a mindset thing. And here you are like, yeah, we're just gonna move out of country. Um, and and you save, yeah. And you save tons of money by doing that lived in a, Really cool, really unique place. Got a whole new culture experience. Like I love this idea. I know Chad Carson's done it. I know a couple other people who've done it um, and successfully. And I've always like in my, my vision is, is travel here, travel there, do this. And so the idea of being able to take an online business where you're making a certain amount of money and continue to make that certain amount of money while moving to somewhere super cheap, it's just a really cool concept to me for just, just hacking your savings gap and just being able to save and invest that much faster.
1: Yeah, it's it, it really is an amazing opportunity. Uh, difficult to do with with kids and and all that, but uh, but but definitely still doable. And so I so I say, yeah, uh, w- do it when you're young. You know, do it <clears throat> do it for a few years and, and uh, see how you like it. Uh, even if, like I said, even if you uh, you don't end up being one of these people that stays down here for forever, two or three years going to be able to save up so much money. You're going to be able to devote so much time to your own business ideas and really grow those. It is just going to open up a world of opportunities for you.
0: Absolutely. I really love the entrepreneur mindset, which you very clearly have, which is the mindset of how can I make money doing X or how can I save money doing Y? Uh, And you clearly portray that through I mean, so many different side hustles and even being willing to move across country, out of country to save money. And obviously that wasn't the only reason you moved, but uh, to save money and and build this business. What do you think, like, do you think there's anything like military related that helped with that uh, being able to think that way? Or do you think it's something that's ingrained or was there a, a book that sparked that? Like, where, where do you think that came from for you?
1: Well, I I think that the discipline you learn in the military is definitely something you can use for the rest of your life. And and maybe it's cliche to say, but, uh, but yeah, you know, as an entrepreneur, you need to be able to discipline yourself, especially if you're working from home, you need to be able to discipline yourself to sit your ass in that chair and work, right? Uh, There are so many distractions. You can, you can watch TV, you can get something to eat. Uh, But, uh, but I think, yeah, anybody with that discipline uh, that they've learned in the military, then they know, okay, you know what, I, I need to just get this done. I need to, Set a schedule, stay on that schedule, and really and really get to it. So I think that's definitely something that I learned from the military. I think another thing is just kind of a, a kind of a no excuses mentality, no excuses attitude, right? Uh, any job you do or any business you you do, you're gonna you're gonna see uh, see peers that just have an excuse for everything, right? Uh, especially in in blogging and YouTube, uh, you hear constantly that that uh, blogging is dead or YouTube is dead or or YouTube is uh, trying to hurt little creators or, or something like that—just all kinds of exper- excuses why people aren't successful—and uh, and really, it just creates that culture of kind of a cancerous c- culture that uh, that you just kind of dwell on, and, and you you just can't get anywhere with it. So I think, uh, sure, definitely that that no excuses mentality that you get in the military, uh, and being able to take that to you know, it's on me. Uh, this is this is what I do. This is I'm in control. And, uh, you know, if I'm not as successful as I want to be, it's because I need to do something else and and I need to to work harder, or work smarter. One of the two.
0: Yeah, I really love the Jacko Willink's book, Extreme Ownership, which is all about that no excuse mentality. Just super powerful concept when you start to take ownership of everything in your sphere. And and you brought up a good point there about finding the excuse not to do something. I like to do that with people when I'm talking to them about like their fears and stuff in real estate. It's like, okay, well, great. Um, tell me one of your hobbies. Okay. Now tell me a reason why you shouldn't do that. Like what's the negative. And it's like instant, it could be like their favorite thing in the entire world. And they could say, well, it's expensive. Well, it takes time. Well, it takes this. Well, like, great. Okay. So you just found four reasons not to do your favorite thing in the world. Why do you do it? Oh, well, you know, all these other great things. Yeah. And they outweigh it. Right. Like, Okay, well, let me tell you why you should stop. But it's funny; it's it's like the mentality of being scared to put two hundred dollars into a stock, but being okay dumping two hundred dollars into a pair of Jordans or you know whatever. Um, it's just a mentality thing, and people get so scared or make excuses for not doing things that they fail to realize you can do that to anything. What are the what are the benefits you can get out of this? Sure, sure, great point. Yeah. I love it. All right. Are there any side hustles wrapped around in there that we haven't uncovered yet that I don't know about?
1: Really, there's a, there's a ton. Uh, <laughs> and really, I think that's one of the, one of the real secrets to, uh, to working from home, to having a, either a blog or a YouTube channel or, or a lot of these uh, online businesses is that uh, in that idea of treating it like a business, you have to learn uh, the different income sources, how to use them, how to, how to use them well, and how to put them together right? Because, uh, very few of these are going to make you rich in, in and of themselves. Uh, I do very well with self-publishing, but, but again, that's only two to $3,000 a month. Uh, YouTube is, is really growing rapidly and doing well, but, but again, that's, you know, maybe 5,000 a month on on the ads itself. Uh, the, uh, the blogs, uh, then I've got uh, sponsorships. So people sponsoring, companies sponsoring the YouTube videos, sponsoring blogs, that's maybe another thousand or so. Um, Affiliates, which are basically talking about a product, reviewing a product, and uh, getting a commission on any sales—that's maybe another three thousand five hundred or four thousand uh, a month. Uh, so, so none of these are something that is going to make you rich in and out of itself. But if you put them all together, that's a that's a pretty damn nice income stream. Uh, so, so you do have to learn how to uh, how to use each one, how to use it well, how to uh, how to be successful in it, and and really put that together as a uh, you know a whole a business perspective, a whole, uh, in, in a, in a singular business idea.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. I love it.
1: Awesome. Well, uh,
0: I always have, I have a couple of questions that I always like to ask people before we wrap this up. Uh, so I guess the one that I would ask first would be, do you have any favorite, uh, like one, a resource, like a book course website or whatever that you would recommend to anyone looking to get started as an entrepreneur? I know I didn't prep you for any of these. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, if, you, if, you're, if you're asking just kind of general entrepreneurship, um, I would say there's one called The 12-Week Year, mm-hmm. uh, which is a very good book. It's about uh, you know, setting goals over a three-month period instead of those, those general annual goals. I would say that. I would say uh, there is another one called Story Brand by Donald Miller. It is a, a book about you know, how you brand yourself and, and how you Ah uh, kind of kind of how you sell it's a really good sales book uh, for launching products. you has a great plan for for how to launch a product. Uh, I would just say that I would say there's another one by uh, by I think it's Jonah Berger, which is called contagious, uh, which is a, a great kind of study on uh, you know why things go viral in the uh, why things go viral on on social media and on the internet Uh some great ideas for for Again that that kind of branding idea and how to position yourself what to write about to uh, to really to really bring in that community. I
0: lo- I haven't read contagious yet, so I'm add that to my list. but the other two books are both phenomenal and I haven't had anyone mention them on my show before so I, I'm glad that you brought those up. I especially love story brand. In fact, I find myself going to their website periodically and saying, okay, what did they change? What should I be tweaking on my blog because I struggled for a long time with that what the above the fold needed to be. I think I got something okay now, but it's changed probably 10 times since I started my website. <laughs> so sure. then I finally I finally just recently realized that all of the guys who are worth following as a you know a blog as someone that are like doing really well all have their face. And I was like, man, my website doesn't
1: have my face when you open it. So I finally changed that. So I don't know if that's sure. Yeah. Gonna- you know, your yourself, your 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 face and your personality, that is That's pretty much the only thing we have uh, that is unique and that is different. You know, so many, if if you're doing any of these, uh, a blog, YouTube, uh, you need to be the brand. You need to be the personality, right? Because, you know, obviously there are so many blogs on every, every, every topic. There is really nothing new. uh, And it's very hard to be unique just in your message uh, alone. So uh, yeah, you need to, you need to brand yourself. uh, And that's something that, that sponsors that companies and affiliates and advertisers they're going to be looking for as well uh because you're, you're just going to draw a closer connection with people when they come to your blog or, or your channel mm-hmm. uh even more than than just uh, you know which books uh, are are great though is it's kind of just how you use the books uh, right so i i love uh reading books on kindle i'll try to do maybe one or at least one or two uh, a month uh usually business books or, or biographies but uh and something that i that i it's it's tough to do uh, especially when you're just trying to get through a book, but sit down with a a, a, a notepad or a, a a folder of paper and and actually take notes uh, on stuff you're you're reading. Uh, you know, if you're if you're reading a physical book, you can highlight and take notes there. But uh, but try to take notes in a pad of paper and and really think about how to apply this and how this how this applies to your situation and how you can use it uh, in your situation because. It's so easy just to go through a book and, and say, yeah, that's a great idea. That's a great idea, and, and get kind of the ideas of it, out of it, but to never apply it. Never, never actually put any of this into a, into application and really use it to grow your business. Uh, and, and yeah, if you're doing a book or even two books a, a month, then you're going to forget what you read uh, if you're not consciously writing it down, keeping those notes. Uh, you know, actively revisiting those notes to see, okay, you know, what have I applied? What haven't I applied and how can I use this? Then, uh, you know, what are you reading the books for? So really you do need to take that time to, to actually implement the things, the things that you learn.
0: Yeah, I agree completely. And I, I do, I don't necessarily do the physical notes, although I am starting to more so, but I'll highlight the crap out of a book And then as soon as i finish it i'll go back and read just the highlighted pieces again and then you know from there if there's something really that i need to do i'll i'll write it down or just do it on the spot but i think that's huge a lot of people will read a book and it's almost like they read the book to read the book like okay great but what did you do with it so
1: that's cool and again yeah what's what's the point of reading these yeah if you're just reading for entertainment there's there are much more entertaining books out there if you're reading to actually improve yourself grow your business then, then, yeah, you need to consciously make an effort to uh, to actually use some of this stuff that you're learning. Absolutely. All right, before we wrap this up, is there anything uh, you want to
0: add? Any parting advice, big ideas?
1: Uh, you know, I, I think just get started. You know, one of the best things about this new this new age of online businesses is that you can get started with, with, uh, you know, as little as maybe 10 bucks a month. You start a website on, on three bucks a month and, and maybe a few premium plugins or services or, or what have you. Uh, but just get started, you know, and and, uh, grow into it. You don't have to know everything you need to do all all at once, grow into it, grow your business. And and in, in three or five years, you will be happy that you started today. I guarantee it. So many people uh, say to me that, you know, I wish I would started in 2010 when I wanted to, I wish I would have started three years ago. Oh, well, you know, be that person that started three years ago be that person that starts today so that yeah in three years you'll be able to say yeah you know maybe I wasn't ready completely but but I got started anyway uh, and, and you'll be happier for it uh, other than that I'd love to see people uh, love to see everyone come on over to it to let's talk money on YouTube and and visit me there join the community uh, see a guy rock a, a bow tie in the videos there it's always uh, always fun
0: yeah, absolutely, guys. If you haven't followed Joseph on YouTube, go check out his channel and subscribe, and then smash that like button, as they say. Uh, Joseph, where can uh, where can people get a hold of you?
1: Sure, sure. Well, uh, like I said, building that community on YouTube. Uh, Let's talk money. Uh, also, we're on the four blogs. Probably the most applicable here is uh, myworkfromhomemoney.com. dot and that's just the blog where I am sharing uh, all my experiences, my journey building these online businesses, building these work from home businesses. Uh, got a lot of great, uh, great. Articles there on growing a YouTube channel, growing a blog, uh, becoming a social media influencer—lots of different ideas, lots of different business models that you can uh, you can try out and, and see which one you enjoy most. Definitely, yeah,
0: I will, uh, and I'll link to that. And is there a specific blog post? Well, I guess I can talk about that afterwards. Uh, but uh, if there's a specific article, I'll, I'll link to a specific article in there, and then uh, yeah. Joseph, thank you very much for joining me. We've been, I know we tried to do this uh, for a little while, but, uh, you know, between time zones and busy schedules, it's been uh, a little difficult. But I'm really glad that we finally got you on the podcast.
1: Yeah, it was a good time. It was my pleasure. Thanks.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Have a great night. Yep, you too. Thank you for listening to another episode about my journey from military to millionaire. If you liked it, be sure to visit from military slash podcast to subscribe to future podcasts. While you're there, we'd
1: love for you to rate the show, give us a review on iTunes, now get out there and take action.